Yamuna Tiravana Chari Jai Kunjam Vihare Yamuna Tiravana Chari Jai Yamuna Tiravana Chari Jai Kunja Vihare Yamuna Tiravana Chari Jai Kunjavihare Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Vihari Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parida Jikacharya Shota Shota Shishimad His Divine Grace Shilesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki Jayam Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parida Jikacharya Shota Shota Shishimad His Divine Grace Shila Bhaktisadanta Sarasati Goswami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki Shri Mad Bhagavad Gita Gantara Shri Mad Bhagavad Gita Ki yeah. Gaurapremanande 
All glorious to the assembled devotees. All glorious to the assembled devotees. All glorious to the assembled devotees. All glorious to Shishi Guru and Guranga. All glorious to Srila Prabhupada. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Hare Krishna Thank you for everyone online. We have just a small kirtan crew here. We, our temple is not open for sadhana, open for business yet. Spiritual practice, practice, practice. It is um, closed to the public, but we are here to uh, offer kirtan to the deities and speak on the Lord's behalf. And we put it online so everyone can also participate. And so today we're covering chapter 7 of Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 7 is the beginning of Krishna introducing in a very powerful way the the practice of bhakti. In other parts of the Gita it's kind of hidden. It is not so pushed forward. Um, But Srila Prabhupada has nicely translated Bhagavad Gita as it is. Um, But he has translated also kind of giving a spoiler alert. You know, what is a spoiler alert? Shakshi. Foretelling something like a major plot, you know, twist like such and such dies. Oh man, you told me. So Krishna, uh, in the second chapter, he says like a tiny, tiny bit about bhakti. Third chapter, but if you read Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, he does it right in the beginning, introduction. You know, first chapter, second chapter. It's like laid out for sure, made clear. It's a spoiler alert. It's not that he's mistranslating. He's just given the whole conclusion at every step. Why is that? We gave the example, repeating the example of this one devotee. He said that the, 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 the biggest tragedy in air traffic history uh, was when someone said, uh, you ready to go? Okay. And the other one said, okay. And they misunderstood this Okay. And so two, one plane came down and crashed into another plane and not 700 people died. And so from, from now on, the, the word okay is not at all okay in air traffic control. And there's a lot of repetition. And that repetition saved thousands of lives. But Srila Prabhupada's repetition here, keeping the message very clear from every single point, from the very beginning, saves billions of lives. Anybody who reads this you know, doesn't get a misconception you know, just, you are the soul, 
there is a God and you should serve him with love. It's, you know, it's there at every step just so we don't make a, a tragic mistake that, you know, human life is such a uh, gift. The Buddha had given this example. You heard the example of the turtle in the ocean. It's a turtle in the ocean. Have you heard the example? So there is a turtle that lives in the ocean. If you can imagine a turtle that lives in the ocean that comes up for air every hundred years. And this turtle that lives within the ocean, in the grand ocean, that only comes up for air every hundred years, he happens to come up and there is a log floating over his head. And he happens to go up and this uh, comes out, you know, comes up every hundred years and the log happens to have a hole in it. And just by chance, this breath of air that he takes every hundred years, he floats over and he comes up and there's a log with a hole in it. In the hole there's a toothpick floating in the water. And the chance that he came up swimming in the ocean and popped his head through the log and the toothpick came up and balanced perfectly on his nose. That is the rarity of the human form of life. So it is considered a great boon, a great gift. If you're not using your human form of life to do those things that animals cannot do, asking who am I, what am I? If we're not using our ears to hear, not using our eyes to try to see what is be, what, what kind of messages can I get from this reality that give us a hint beyond this reality. So this verse chapter, this chapter seven, there's an acronym that divides its section, and the acronym is called HEAR, or HEAD. It talks about hearing, but it's actually HEAD. So H stands for hearing. And so we'll begin to our recitation. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Maya Shakta Manaparta Yogam Yunjan Madashaya Shamshayam Samagramam Yatagachishi Tachinu Gyanate Ham Sabhi Gyanam Idam Bhakshamishishita Yajkatba Nihabio Najkataba Mahavishishate Manushanam Sahashtri Shu Kashchid Yatati Siddhaye Yatatam Apisidhanam Kashchin Vambhiti Tatpataha. So that right here is, uh, Krishna says, Mana, Mai Ashakta, Mana Parta. With your mind attached to me. Uh, Yogam Yunjan Madashaya. You become engaged in this yoga, this spiritual practice. Ashamshayam, Ashamshayam, Samagram. You can understand me by this practice of bhakti. Samagram. You can understand me in full. Uh, just, just hear from me, Arjuna. Now, usually Arjuna is asking a question to Krishna, kind of encourage him. But here, Krishna is beginning. He's just saying, "Hey, I got to tell you something. Just hear this. Hear this with great attention. You can understand me in full. And uh, understanding me in full, he says in the next verse, Gyanateham sabhi gyanam." Understanding this knowledge and realization, there'll be nothing further which to be known. You have complete knowledge. That's uh, chapter 9 is also similar. He says, by knowing this knowledge and realization, you'll be free from all inauspiciousness. So here he's saying that you'll have complete knowledge. 
So if it is so complete, why, why, why aren't people running, at, you know, trying to get it? So Krishna says, Manushanam Sahasrishu, out of many thousands of Manusha. What does Manusha mean? Men, out of many thousands of humans. Kashchid Yatiti, hardly Yatiti Siddhai, hardly one is seeking Siddha, perfection. And then out of those, Yatatam Apisiddhanam, Kashchid, again, hardly one knows me in truth. So then the, that is the first three verses about hearing. He's talking, hey, this is important, hear this. and You're you're rare enough of a human being to actually have interest to hear this and, under, and actually come to understanding of it. And so the next rec- section is, E is for everywhere. Krishna's going to describe how he is everywhere. He's going to describe his different energies. So he says, Bhumir apo nalo bhayu Ahankara ityame bhina prakritir ashtada Aparayam vitastanyam prakritim vidhime param Jivabhuta mahabaho yayadam dharyate jagat Etadyonini bhutani sarvaniti padaya Aham krishnasya jagata prabhava payadastata Matta partaram nanyat kinshid astida nanjaya Maisarvam idam poktram sute managanaiva Rasuham apsukunte ya prabhashmi shashashuriyo Parnava sarva vedeshu sabdake parishamnishu Punyaganda prativim chachi chasmi vibhavasho Jivanam sarva bhuteshu tapas chasmi tapashvishu Bijamam sarva bhutanam vidiparta sanatanam Burimam bitum asmi tejas tejas naminam Bhalam balavatam chaham kamaraga vivarjatam Dhamaruda bhuteshu kamosmi bharatarshava I think that's the end of the section. Ye chaiva satrika, ye chaiva satrika bhava rajashashtama shashte mata ete tatan vidhi maite shite mai Chibir gunamir bhavir ebi sarvam adam shagat mohitam nabijanati lokamam ajam avyayam. So this is that section, the E section, the everywhere section. You can experience emotion of others. Uh, there are, uh, for example, there are very subtle things that most modern science does not study. One scientist, he had this question. Is it scientific to not question very common phenomenon that, uh, that is ignored just because it seems to be unscientific to study it? For example, how many here have had the experience of the feeling that they're being stared at. And it maybe it had been a big crowd, but they felt like someone was staring. They turned around and it was like somebody staring at them. They felt it. So this one scientist, he thought, wait, how is it scientific to just ignore? And they say, oh, you know, energy doesn't come out of the eyes. The eyes take light, energy, information, and digest it, and translate it to our brain. But it doesn't come out. But he said, well, how do we feel someone staring at us? And so he did an experiment. There is, just like you have the EKG, you have different things to pick up, you know, to monitor your heart. You have brainwave monitor. What is that called? It's not EKG. EEG? Maybe EEG. And it, if it, the brain emits waves. This is not, uh, a hippie 
crystal talk. This is a scientific fact. Brain emits waves at a certain, uh, you know, a certain bandwidth of frequencies, and a certain intensity is there. The bandwidth, the 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 wavelength, uh, that the frequency that is there can go for a long time. It is very small. It would take a type of sensitive instrument to notice it. But that kind of bandwidth, that kind of uh, like a radio bandwidth, has a certain distance. You know, at a you know at a certain strength, it goes for a certain distance. So the same thing with the brain waves, and it can go quite far actually. Um, if you do, if you just take aside the aspect that this is a okay, this is a human being, it's a body. Just think of it as an instrument that has that exact you know, you know power or and that certain bandwidth, that frequency of brain waves. And so what he discovered is that it could be focused by vision. The brain waves that exhibit come from the head can be focused on by vision, and he did some kind of filter, and he had some, and it it would follow the vision. He thought instead of having like a clapper, and now you have apps and stuff, but you used to be you have a clapper, you could just have a stare, just like turn off the lights, and like maybe a little glowing ring, you stare at it, and it turns on the lights. Uh, and he discovered that this was a fact, and there's and that. That indicates that something in your biology has the ability to notice that. And again, this is quite physical, but there are subtleties to it, and then there's even more subtle sciences. So this is um, the mind, the intelligence, and the false ego. These are the eight, five gross, three subtle. Eight gross elements. So Krishna says, "Bhumirapona lopai yukamandabhadevachahankara itima me bineprakadashada." And then he says, "Aparayamatastranyam prakritim vidhi me param." But there is another. You know this, Arjuna. There's another energy of mine that's above this. It's paraprakriti. That is the soul. It's it's also an energy, but it's my energy, and it is superior to the gross energy of matter. We are superior to matter. We are not matter. And then he says, Etan yonini bhutani So yonini means, yoni means womb. Everyone has their source in both of these. We have a material body and we are a soul. Etan yonini bhutani And know that I am the, the source and the dissolution of this, all this matter. Matha paratharam nanyat. So he says, know that everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. So if you don't have Mardi Gras beads, if you have actual expensive pearl necklace, you don't see this thread. You you know the thread is there by the way the pearls are resting on it. It indicates that it has something connecting them all together, but you can't see it. So Krishna is saying, I'm behind everything. I'm the thread behind everything. Sutra, that thread, mana, mana ganaiva, the pearls. And so he starts to say, how we can see them then? Rasoham, apsukunti, I'm that pure taste in water. Here we got some, we got Apple Watch, drink this down, you know, kind of expensive, but it's not going to quench your thirst. <laughs> you need something with water in it. Put some, give you some gold and diamonds. No, you need some water. That's a, that pure taste of water. That's what, uh, that, that, that is me. 
That is a representation of me. Rasoham apsukanteya prabhashmi. I am the light of the sun. Shashi shuryo. The light of the moon. Pranava sarvavedeshu. I am the sound. I am the pranava. I am the om in the Vedas. And shabdake parusham nishu. And I am the sound that travels through space, through ether. And I am the shabdake parusham nishu. I am the ability in man. And there is even a type of sound that is more that is subtler than just the physical sound, just the intelligence, the intention that travels. That also is considered like a transmitting sound. So, and the last one, that's a very important one. We have Shakshi Gopal. He is like a master basketball player, Murdunga player, harmonium. He can do all kinds of same. But Krishna says, "I'm your, I'm the ability. I can give it. I can take it." <laughs> I'm the ability in man. So Krishna, uh, there's one devotee, he was, he said when he was in school, there, there, he, he, he said he was kind of a bully and he didn't like this teacher's pet. He went to a Catholic school and there was this teacher pet, this was like sixth grade class and he always answered, raised his hand, get all the answers right and he was like, ah, you don't like that kid. And the kid was good at speaking too. And so it was a sixth grade graduation and he saw him look in the mirror practicing his speech you know, to go up on the podium. And um, But the, ta- the day came and he got up at the podium and said, like, you know, I'd like to... Uh, and then he got back down and he said, came back and I like... Uh, 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 <laughs> they come back down and they went came back up. Hey, I would like to say that, you know, that... that and then he just like, and he caught back down and he fell over and then he got up and started clapping. Everybody started clapping. Poor kid. So ability. Krishna can give ability. He can take it away. Parasham nishu. Punya gandam prativim cha chajas chasvi bhavasho. I'm the original fragrance of the earth. Uh, all the beautiful fragrances that we smell are transformations of dirt. It's a flower. It comes out of dirt. So it's all there. I'm the life of all living things. Um, I'm the tapas, the austerity of the ascetics. Uh, um, I think that's the next one. Is, are we on 7.11 or 7.10? Anybody following along online? Who is online? Give us your hello. Say, Hare Krishna, and where are you watching from, if you don't mind? Let's see. Govin is there. I think he's still there. Maybe. Okay, yeah, 10. We got to do. Bijamam sarva bhutanam vidhi parta sanatanam purinam tamasi tejas tejas phenamaham. So I am the original seed of all existence. Just like the father gives the seed, Krishna impregnates the earth with his vision. And that vision becomes an incarnation of Shiva. And the earth, or the whole mother nature, Durga. So, bijamam sarva bhutanam vidhiparata sanatanam, eternal. Bhuri tamasmi, I'm the intelligence of the intelligent. Uh, where are we? And I am the prowess of the powerful. 
And then seven eleven, seven eleven. Dhamavruda Krishna says, "I am that lust." Well, first he said, "I am the strength that is devoid of kama." I'm just strength that is free from desire. And I am that desire that is not contrary to religious principles. I am that lust that produces a spiritually conscious child. We had a a podcast called Thoughts During Sex last week. And it was a story of how Hranikashipu got a son named Prahlad because he was thinking of this mantra, Om Namo Narayanaya, Om Namo Narayanaya, Om Namo Narayanaya, Om Namo Narayanaya. He couldn't get out of his head. And he got a son named Prahlad. Ye chaiva. So then he starts all states of existence. Ye chaiva sattvika bhava rajasash tamashashti. So sattvika rajasash tamashashti mata e tam vidhi. No, they come from me. Maite shute mahi. They all come from me. And he is not under their control. On the contrary, they are all within him. Uh, ye chayva, and then he says, then he says, all these energies, the three, three, three modes of energy, the whole world is bewildered by these. They come from him, but he is not affected by it. He says, trivir gunamir bhavir, mayer bhavir, ebi sarvamadam jagat mohitam, mohitam, illusion, mohitam nabijanati lokamam ajim avyayam. So he is, uh, know me that I'm, these come from me, but I'm beyond them. I'm inexhaustible. I'm uh, above these modes of nature. So now we are on the next letter. What's the next letter? A, yes. So first letter was, H was for hearing. E is for everywhere. Also you could say is energies. Uh, A is for accepting and rejecting. Actually, 14. 14 is a summary. We're still on E. 14 is just a summary of it. He says, This energy of mine is very difficult to overcome. So Krishna says, it's very difficult, it's very easy. It's very difficult, it's very easy. It's an ocean, it's a puddle. It's very difficult, but if you surrender to me, it's very easy. So, very difficult. But surrender unto me, very easy. The ocean shrinks to the size of the water contained in a calf's footprint. So now we are on A. So Krishna describes uh, those who accept him, those who reject him. So, refresh your hair. Namam diskriti no mudha prapadyante naradama maya pritagyana sumbhava mashrita Chaturvada bhajante mam janasukriti and arjana artijigasu artarti ganachavar tarshiva ye chaiva no not ye chaiva that's where did that one um, after that one is tesham gyananiti yukta ekabakti vishishate kyanaga priya gyanino tartamaham suchama priya udarva sarva evite ganatmaya mameva tamasita suktatma tamame mam evut Imam evat utamam gatim. Bahunam janmanam ante gyanavamam prapadyante vasudevam sarvamiti samahatma sudur labaha. So A is a short section. 
So Krishna says there are four types of people who just don't come to me. Don't. Not interested. The mam diskriti no mudha. They're kind of, uh, there's four kinds of diskritis. Those who have credits, but misuse their credits. Those who have abilities, but misuse their abilities. So you have the uh, four kinds of diskritis. You have the fools, the mudha. So a mudha is someone, a mudha is, what, what kind of animal can be compared to a mudha? Fool. Donkey. Donkey, donkey will work so hard to get something that is freely available everywhere. Grass. So mudha, the American dream. What is the American dream? Work hard and you're going to get you're going to get a nice life. You just have to work hard. That's the American dream. Now, the, 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 the life of happiness is freely available. But the Muda thinks he has to work hard for it. He, he is invested in uh, a, a future of gratification. I'm going to get some gratification. So he works really hard for it. And what happens to the donkey? He works all hard all day. And he tries to see the she-donkey at night. She kicks him in the face. So the mudha, he works, but he doesn't get so much pleasure. He actually gets more distress all day working. So mudha says, I don't have time for this spirituality. I'm busy trying to get some money, some comforts, so I can eventually enjoy. But he can't ever enjoy it. It never doesn't stay. So there's frustration. So mudha, then there's... Uh, um, um, what is the verse? Maya So you have then you have the next one is uh, the Maya Aprahitagana. Maya means what? Illusion. And jnana knowledge and uh Hari. Hari means what's another translation of the word Hari? To steal, yeah. God, Krishna is there. Chitta Hari, Mano Hari, stealer of the heart. Thief of the heart, thief of the... Uh, he's, he steals people's hearts. So, Maya Aparhitya. Hrita is for Hari. means the stealer of knowledge. When your knowledge steal... When your when illusion... When your knowledge is stolen by illusion. Meaning that your education has made you more ignorant. Like some simple country boy in any part of the world maybe have some faith that there is something beyond this world. But then he goes to a university and becomes an atheist. Maya Aprahitagyana. His so-called knowledge has made him more ignorant. So then another one is uh, uh Naradama, a person who gives up just uh, civilized life, just uh, you know, Mad Max. Just let me just do whatever. I don't care about anything. He is not a Adama, down. He is no longer like a human. He's just gone down. And the last one is Asuram, those who are just openly have this antagonism towards God, openly atheistic. And you got examples of Hranikashipu. You have uh, modern examples in this world as well. Then, uh, 
Then there are four types of people who do surrender. Do approach the Lord. And they're in similar. They're the, actually, those can be related to the four varnas. Both in the those who don't and both in the, both in the category of those who do. And so there is the those are those. The first one is the person who is in distress. Like in World War II, you had the foxholes, and they had the famous statement, there are no atheists in the foxholes. A lot of people also cried for their mother. You know, at the time of death, they started screaming for their mother. Things that they hold most dear and, and their but many people who claim to be atheists were praying to God in these scary situations. So he said, people in distress, those who are seeking wealth, those who are curious, trying to figure out how everything goes, how everything is wrong, and then those who are uh, seeking God, seeking the absolute, wanting to know what is the truth. So these are compared to the four varnas. What are the four varnas? Shakshi Gopa. So sudra, the word shudra means to lament. If we want to know if we're behaving like a sudra, we're all born sudra, is if we're whining and complaining about things, then we're being very sudra. If we complain a lot, that's a very sudra quality. So sudra is going to approach in distress. Vaisha, seeking that wealth. Kshatriya, who's in charge? Brahmana, what's God? See it? You have the... Uh, Gajendra in distress. It's another, also different examples of Bhagavatam according to these four. You had Dhruva. What did he want? He wanted some wealth. He wanted some planets. You have the uh, four Kumaras. There are, what is, who's in charge? And the sages of Naimisharanya. What is God? So, Tesham uh, Jani, Krishna says, they're all very dear to me. It says, uh, But the person who is really seeking who is God, what is God? He's the most dear. He's, a, you know, he's, he's really got, you know, the rockets going in the right direction. All are magnanimous. Uh, and anyone who approaches me, you know, they, they I consider them just like my own self. Like Krishna says in the Bhagavatam, if my right arm were to hurt my devotee, I would cut that arm off. Saying right here, I consider anyone who approaches me. So, you know, thank. Even if you approach Krishna in distress or you're looking for money, he says you approach him with some love, some affection. He says, I consider that person like my very self. That is the opposite of a miserly person. He's a very magnanimous person. You do very little and he considers it a lot. That's a a generous mentality. And so he says, the jnani, the person who is seeking, what is God? What is God? What is the absolute? What is everything? He says, after many, many lives of that, bahunam janmanamante prapajate, a person finally surrenders unto me. Such a soul, vasudevam sarvamiti, knowing me that I, that I vasudevam, everything, such a soul is very rare in this world. So, 
This leads to the last letter. What is the last letter in this uh, acronym of the chapter? D. So D stands for demigods, devas. And so Krishna is going to talk about the... Uh, like the Upanishads, sometimes the Upanishads are like this. They're, they're very critical of the materialistic section of the Vedas. They're trying to give people some direction. Don't be distracted by all this materialistic stuff. So Krishna says, Kamasastir hitagyana prapadyante na devata tam tamimam ashtaya prakatiyaniyata swaya yo yo yam yam tanum bhakta shara architam echiti tasha shararam tasha rusty tasya tasya chal Atashya chalam shadham tameva vidyadam yaham sataya sariya yuktas tasararam ihate labate chatatakaman mamaiva vihitan hitan antavatupalam te shantad bhavati alpamedasam deva deva yajo yanti mad bhakti yanti mamapi avyakta vyakta papanam manyate mamabudaya parambhavama janantoma babutamaheshwaram Seventh chapter, I'm more rusty. Avyaktam vyakta papanam anyate bhanam budaya param bhavam janantam amabhuta anutama. Anutama. I had to mix two verses together for another chapter. Naham prakasya sarvasya yoga maya samavritaha budayo nabi janati lokamam ajam avyayam. So I'll start to explain some of those before we go finish the rest. So Krishna, what does kama mean? Don't think kama sutra. Kama means desire. Kamastasthir, hitta. What does this hari hitta mean again? Okay, so what is, uh, no, no, this is hitta. Heart was chitta. Hitta means a steel. Kamastasthir, hitta, jnana. What's being stolen? Jnana. What is jnana again? Knowledge. Knowledge. And what is it being stolen by? Kama. Lust. So a person whose intelligence, has your intelligence been ever taken away by lust? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be like an even essential thing. Like, I, I was today at the grocery store and there was a bottle of Sprite and it was it was weird. It was like, this tall, but it was that skinny. I was like, man, I never seen that that weird bottle. I was thinking of buying it just because it was so weird. I'm like, what do I need to buy to a drink? You know, I drink the thing in five seconds, and then it's gone. And then I, I wasn't even thirsty. I was just interested in that bottle, and then I would have thrown it away anyway. So I was like, almost getting my, uh, you know, my desire. Just I had this weird bottle. I was like, so skinny and tall. Yeah. So. Knowledge stolen away by desire. Kamasustir hitagyana prapadyante. Who did they? Sanya? Kamasustir hitagyante prapadyante nadevata. They surrender unto the demigods. A person whose intelligence is stolen by desire, then who do they go to? The devatas. 
tam tamim ashtaya prakriti nita svaya. And Krishna says, I uh, sa, yo yo yam yam tam bhakta sharachitam ichiti tashashadham. The person who has that kind of mentality, I invest them with the faith in the devas. Because that's where they belong. They're not interested in spiritual things, they want material things, then I give them faith in the devas. And I'm also the producer of the result. I empower the devas to give them the results. I am the sanctioner, as Krishna says in the ninth chapter. So, as I am in everyone's heart, as a super soul, as soon as one desires some demigod, I make his faith steady. So that he can devote himself to that particular deity. Sataya Sarya Yuktas. He said all these, uh, uh, all the boons that are received are actually received, are given by me alone. So he's, he sums this up. He says, Antava tu palam tesham. Palam, what is a palam? Falam. What is that word? Like Krishna says, you can offer me a patram, a pushpam, a flower. A falam. Fruit, yes. So antavat means perishable. Anta, end. Antavat. Antavat tu palam tesham. That thing, that fruit that is perishable. Tadbhavati alpamenasam. If you ask anybody who knows Hindi, they know this word swalpam. Very just meager, little bit. And so Krishna is, he speaks into these kind of uh, harsh words. You say these people—they have very little brains. It's like little tiny brains, little brains. Antavatu palam teesham thadvalo abbabati alpa meedasam deva deva yajoyanti deva deva yajoyanti. They worship the devas. Because they're driven by desire. But mad bhakti, mad bhakti antimamapi. And they go to the devas. When they die, they can take birth among the devas. But mad bhakti antimamapi. But my bhakta, he comes back to me. Let's see, who's that? Who's there? Abai. Lock, lock the door though. So Krishna, he used that that kind of harsh term. Let's see, do you think he's going to get any harsher? So the next group, he, he says, this, these next guys have no brains. This one group, he calls them little brains. And the next verse, he says, these people, these guys over here, they have no brains. These guys have little brains, but this guy over here, he's got no brains. He says, avyakta vyakta papanam manyate abhudaya. No intelligence. Nothing. Parambhavama jananto mamamutabayashram. So who is he describing? He says, unintelligent men who do not know me perfectly think that I was impersonal, unmanifested, and I'm now a person. That God is like the the unmanifested Nirguna Rupa. He's appeared as in a form. 
they do not know ajananto they do not know param bhavam ajananta my supreme param bhavam my supreme existence am mamamutamaheshram that i'm avyayam mamayavyam anutamam i'm imperishable and anutamam the finest so he he calls the mayavadis as brainless And it is pretty brainless to think uh, hot sunlight comes from a cold sun. Does that make sense, Abai? Does hot sunlight come out of cold sun? Why not? Does it make any sense? So it doesn't make sense that people come out of an impersonal Brahman. How does it give things that it doesn't have? It's got to have it, you know. That's the warehouse. This is the storefront. If it's found here, then it's found in the source in its perfection. Not only is the sunlight hot on the sun, it's hotter. So not only do we have a form, and God has a form, but His form is hotter. It's more perfect. Okay. Now Krishna talks about his Naham Prakasya Sarvasya. Now, he describes why we don't see this. He says, everyone is covered by a curtain of illusion. Naham Prakasya Sarvasya Yogamaya Samavrita Mudayo Nabijaniti Lokamam Ajamavyam. Now, if someone comes up and they put a curtain, Shakshi, can you see my face? Can I see your face? No, I can't see your face. <laughs> so the next verse, he says, it's a tinted window. It's like a limo. It's a tinted window. I can see everything. So he says, nobody can see me. But the next verse, he says, Vedaham samatitani vartmanani charjanabhavishani tubutani nam tavedanakashjana. He says, I know everything. Everything the past, the future. Uh, I know all beings. No one knows me, but no one knows me. Vedaham samatitani vartmanani. And all things that are yet to come. And all living entities, but no one knows me. And this is because itcha, itching, itching desire, itcha dvesha, desire and aversion. Itcha dvesha. Itcha dvesha samutena dvandamahena bharata sarvutani samoham sargadita yantipur. So we are becoming, this illusion is our desire and disgust. I like this, I don't like this. I like this, I don't like this. That covers our vision. But then you have those, who are done with sinful life, material life. They're establishing righteous actions. They've given up moha, illusion. Uh, those but bajante bajante mam worship me dridavrata with firm conviction. Jarna marna mokshaya who wants to be free from old age jara mara jara old age mara death jara mara mokshaya they want to be free from old age and death mama shruti yatharti they surrender unto me. Uh, Te Brahma Vidut Krishna Madhyatma Karma Chakilam. 
Because they know everything, uh, they're actually situated in my energy. Because they know everything about spiritual activities. And then he ends the last verse. He says, Sadi Buddhi Deva Mam Sadi Yagacheve Vidu Pranaklaipam Che Te Vidu Yukta Cheta Saha. Those who are full consciousness of me, who know me as a Sadi Adibuta, Adi Deva, Adi Yagya, can know me and understand me even at the time of death. So what is the Adibuta, Adi Yagya? Arjuna asked that in the next chapter. He said, hey, what's these terms? Adibuta, Adi Yagya, Adi Deva. So that is uh, chapter 7 of the Bhagavad Gita. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Krishna. We have some, uh, let's see, I don't know if there's any questions on the Facebook video. There's Providing what everyone, every, he's reciprocating with everyone's desires. Even if they're not directly approaching him, he is taking care of those people who are approaching the demigods. He's behind everything. Even, even if it's not a, uh, approach to know God, he's, he's still helping them see something's above me, at least a little bit. Why is there demigod worship in the first place? Just to realize, wait, there's, I'm not the center of the universe. There's something above me. To, to building block. And Abba, I know you just came in. Has you got any doggy bag to take home? Anything? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, uh, Abba mentioned about the analogy of the sun and the sunlight. Krishna, if we have a personal form, then God has a personal form. It doesn't make sense. And not only we have a personal form, He has a more perfect personal form. And it, that analogy is really good because if you see sunlight here, there it creates some shadows. And so we may think, okay, well, I have a personal form. I have a personality. And my personality has got some bad qualities. So that means you're saying God's a person that he has bad qualities. No. Just like if you follow the ray of sunshine, you go all the way back to the sun. The intensity of the heat and light there, there's no shadows. The intensity of the light. There's no shadows. So similarly, the, the, if you follow that quality of personhood back to the supreme person, there's no, there's no negative qualities. Those shadows don't exist there. Because it's the perfection of personhood. Oh, thank you for your kind attention. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. I think, I don't think we have any comments here. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Krishna.